Welcome everyone to Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the totality of you. And that's going to be including your body, your mind, and your soul. And if you know anything about what I do about mindset, I help people get from where they are to where they want to be. Because in life we have goals, we have aspirations, we want to find happiness, we want to find a purpose, we want to fulfill the things that our mind is thinking of, whether it be subconsciously or consciously. Though some things might be out of reach today, it doesn't mean that they have to be out of reach for the rest of your life. So today we're going to be talking about the totality of you and how you could formulate the highest potential self, where you're going to start to take action needed necessary to help you get to where you want to be, to help you get to your desired life, and to help you fulfill your dreams. If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and to share this video with someone you believe can benefit from a mindset shift. And when we start to look at our mind, we need to start to figure out what thoughts are we feeding it. And that's going to be the first step. Many of us are operating under negative bounds where we don't necessarily understand that we're feeding ourselves a negative meal every single day, so to speak. And now people wonder why they don't have good things in their life. People wonder why they're sick or they're overweight. That negativity does more to your mind than you can believe. The mind is the beginning and the end of what you do. And that's, again, going to be talking about your subconscious and conscious mind. Because if you have a negative mind, how can you have a positive life? For example, let's say you want to start working out. Now, you might buy some workout equipment on Amazon that comes in and you say, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do it the next day. And we keep on making excuses to why we don't do it. Why do you think so many people who have home gyms, especially since the whole pandemic, many people went out and they purchased gym equipment for their home? How many people are still using their equipment? Now, of course, occasionally they might be going for a workout, maybe once a week, maybe two times a week. But if they were an avid gym goer three, four, five times a week, and now they're only going two times or because they're so busy, then we have to figure out, well, maybe a gym in the home is not the right thing. And we have to wonder why is the gym in the home not the right thing? Or why are we not able to go after our dreams even though we know we can We know deep down inside that we're able to accomplish more than what we're doing already. The fact that we remain complacent is just a way for us to cope on us not taking action or us ignoring what the real reason is, and that's us. The totality of us is going to be talking about who we are and what we're doing each and every day. And it's difficult for people in the beginning to understand that they are responsible for them. Because if they don't do the necessary actions, then what happens, right? Because if we're just going to operate under the idea or the premise that things are going to be okay if we just keep on walking forward, doesn't necessarily guarantee that we're going to reach our destinations in life. So looking at the mind, the mindset, if you know anything about the mind, you know that it's naturally lazy. It's naturally negative. And that's just a survival mechanism. It wants to make sure you 
don't exert too much energy and it doesn't want you to go out and be uncomfortable because the mind or the brain is there and was developed to make you as comfortable as possible. Just how if you're cold, you look for something warm to put over your body. Or if you're hungry, you look for something to put into your belly because the brain is saying, hey, I want to keep you alive. That's the brain's job. The mind's job is to keep you alive. And if something is wrong, it's going to say, hey, I think, you know, something is wrong. We need to figure things out. Now, of course, we might be afraid to take that action initially, especially if it comes to our health. We just kind of throw it in a corner and we say, well, if I don't have to address this today, maybe it would go away. Maybe things are going to be better. Now, we can operate under the bounds of that tomorrow is going to be better and that luck and fortune and hope is going to be on our side. But when it comes to the mind, it's not necessarily going to be operating under the bounds of this is luck. I'm lucky food fell on my mouth and now I was able to eat. I'm lucky I was able to get clean drinking water. There's no luck when it comes to the things we do when associated with the mind. The mind is definitive in what it wants to accomplish. Though that might not be much, it is something that the mind already delegated. So the next feasible question is to ask, well, how can we delegate the mind differently? How can we start to think the way we would like to think rather than the way we are thinking? And that's going to be the most challenging part because for everyone, it's going to be different. Some people need to read some books. Some people need to have a negative experience. Some people can have coaching. And all of those can be used in unison to help get you to a better mindset. But the problem is, if you don't see the problem, there won't be a problem. There's not an issue. So similar to like looking at a relationship, let's say someone in the relationship is not happy. And one person is saying that I think we need to go see someone. It would be a good idea for us to go speak with a coach or a counselor or a therapist. And the other person is like, okay, that would be great. Let's do it. Let's do it. But they put off, they procrastinate, they ignore. And yes, there's, there is a probability that that person might be busy and they're not able to do it at that given time. But let's pretend for a second that they had plenty of time. They were still coming home, sitting on the sofa, watching TV, but they weren't taking any initiative until it was the last minute. So now some months has passed and the other partner is no longer happy and no longer willing to wait or work with the other individual because the other person didn't take any action or put in any effort. Now the divorce papers are served or the relationship is severed and then the other person is hurt and wondering why they didn't take the action. And we have to start to think that if I'm going to have something in my life, what is the best way I can maintain it? And that's going to be when it's small, that's when you address it. So if there's a problem like a leak in your roof, do you wait until there's a huge gaping hole in your roof or do you handle the leak when it's small? And that can be for every aspect of your life. Same thing with the body, same thing with the soul. If we're going to allow a small problem to become a bigger problem, imagine how much more work we have to do 
So basically, we're taking a quick fix and we're making it a difficult fix. And we have to get out of that way of thinking because if we're going to just wait and procrastinate and not do the things necessary for us to prosper in our life, then we have some issues with our mindset. Now, let's go into the idea of the body part. Now, they say the body is the temple, right? And rightfully so. Our body is going to help us achieve the things we want to do in life, whether it's from getting us from A to B or simply being the house for our mind and our soul. Now, how many people are out there who would like to have a better body? And I mean, most people would raise their hand and say, I would like to change this, even though it might not be much. They might say, well, I just want to lose five pounds. I want to maybe eat more healthy. I want to stop eating as much fast food. I want to meditate more. And that's going to be for the mindset, the body, and the soul. And then when asked, well, why are they not doing the necessary things or the things that they would like for their body to become stronger? Oh, I don't have any time. Well, why don't we have any time? Because all we have is time. And everyone has 24 hours in a day. No one has any more than that. You might have less if you don't make it to the end of the day. But if you are operating under, I have 24 hours, how can I make this 24 hours the best? And whether it be mindset or body, looking at the body portion, we see that we can get up, go to the gym, cook, eat healthy, meal prep. But yet, that's not the case. We get out of bed and we rush to work, we grab something on the way to work, we grab something on lunch, and we grab something on the way home. Now, wherever we grab it from, it might not necessarily be the best place. There's a reason why there's a fast food joint almost on every corner, especially here in America. And then we have an issue, because if you look at the issue, now that there's a fast food restaurant on every corner, and then we have some type of virus that If you are obese, you have a higher probability of getting sick, that you have a higher risk of mortality just because you're overweight. Wouldn't that scare people? But what it did was not scare people to get in shape, it scared people to get a shot. Because they said, oh, I'm at risk. I'm overweight. I'm not healthy. And it's something that is not even taught in schools. Now, of course, you have gym class, but in gym class, you might have maybe one class, two classes out of the year that are going to be talking about fitness and wellness. Most of the time it's, all right, let's get these kids running and get them sweating and out of energy so they can be excited and enjoy the games that gym has to offer or teach them how to play a certain game or sport. It's not necessarily saying, hey, let's figure out what type of things we need to have in our body. And even if we did do that, It doesn't necessarily mean that parents are going to start to feed their children even better because if mom and dad are going to work all day, nine to five, and then when they come home, they're exhausted and they don't want to cook, they're going to look for a quick remedy. How can I feed myself? How can I feed my kids? So then the body suffers because we just go to McDonald's or we go to a fast food restaurant that is greasy and the food is not as nutritious because if you go to McDonald's and get a salad, you're not eating healthy because the salad you get at McDonald's doesn't have a lot of nutritional benefits. Iceberg salad generally doesn't have a lot of things going for you. So yes, you are eating lower calories. Yes, you are eating better, but you're still not giving your body what it needs. Are you taking your vitamins? 
Are you getting enough vitamins for your body type? Are you getting enough calories in? There's so much more than just, oh, I ate a salad for lunch. I'm being healthy. Because you can eat a salad for lunch and then eat very poorly for dinner. And then you basically just deleted that salad from your whole body regime. But in your mind, you think, I'm doing good. I was good today. I had a salad. I had a a good lunch. But a good lunch is going to be more of a good lifestyle, not just a good moment. Because what would happen if I took your 365 days of this year and I say, well, I'm going to make 364 of your days hell. And then on one day, I'm going to make it heaven for you. And you might say, okay, well, what does that mean, right? Because you might be curious, well, if I get one day of heaven, then, you know, it's going to counteract all those bad days, right? So then we say, yeah, you can go out and you can eat your favorite foods and there's going to be no consequences and we can go out to all your favorite places in the world and it's going to sound good. It does sound good. And then you're like, okay, I will sacrifice 364 days of bad, of struggling, of mediocrity, of complacency for one good day out of the year. Now, if you know anything about deals, that is a terrible deal. Yet so many people choose that deal every single day. They don't understand their worth. They think they're worth less than a percent, that they don't deserve more in their life. So they're just going to accept what they can get or when things are good. And in the meantime, they're going to struggle until they reach that point in their life where they say, okay, now things are better. Or the point where they think things are going to be better. Look at retirement. Work 40 hours a week. You get two weeks off a year. And at 65, you can retire. And hopefully your 401k or social security is going to be enough for you to live until you die. It sounds harsh, right? But that's the reality many people are living. That's the lifestyle that many people choose. They don't go after a life that's going to lead to better results than that. They take what they get. And that's a mindset thing. But then that's also a body thing. Our body wants to keep us where we are. We're being tricked. We're being corralled into a corner and we're being told not to take action. And that's making people weak. And then from that weakness of our mind and our body, we don't necessarily have the spirit to rise up. And that's going to be our soul, who we are, our character, the makeup of us. There's a reason why you are unique. And that's going to be your soul. You are going to maybe have a good body. Maybe you're a supermodel. You can have a wonderful career. You can have so much going for you. And yet you can be unhappy. There was a Miss America, I believe, she had committed suicide. She jumped off her building, her apartment building. Now, we're just going to take out any foul play from the equation. We're not going to say that there was foul play. We're going to say that the reason why this happened was because she just wasn't happy. Now, do we know if that is going to be 100% the truth? We don't know, right? We might not ever know. But what we do know is that someone who had so much potential is no longer here. She had looks, brains, personality, yet she wasn't happy. Because people think that reaching the top or reaching a certain amount of monetary wealth is going to create happiness for them. 
So we keep on pushing, we keep on dreaming, we keep on hoping that things change, that our situation changes. And yet, though we are able to figure out we can make changes here and there, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be happy as the end result. And in our world, in our society today, there is a record amount of people suffering from anxiety, fear, and depression. Not even to talk about how many people are angry with the establishment or what's going on in the world. There's so much to be calculated that we have to understand. Life is more than just simply waking up, doing what we are supposed to do, and then going home and going to bed and repeating the process. Where is the living part? Where do we have an opportunity to live? Because when we look at the American dream, that's going to be talking about when we're 65, when we are retired. Not before, maybe after. And so now we have to wait for happiness until we're 65. Why can't we get it before? Why can't we look at ourselves and amplify our action, become more motivated, become more resilient to the negativities of the world, and go after more quicker? And there's going to be multiple schools of thought when it comes to body, mind, and soul. We can take everything as it is for when it is and how it is, and then appreciate what we have, or we can be daring. And we can say, I see where my mind is. I want to change it. I see where my body is. I want to change it. I see where my soul is. I want to nurture it. And though you might think, well, I'm doing these changes. That means I'm never happy. Well, happiness is not a destination. It's a journey. So the fact that you understand that there's something that you want to change, now you have a mission. Now you have a task. Now you have a goal. And if you can separate your goals, if in, especially in the beginning when you're starting this process, body, mind, and soul, the totality of you, the makeup of you, how do you want your mind to be? Write it down on a piece of paper. How do you want your body to be? And it might be a lower weight. It might be a higher weight. It might be you want to feel a certain given way. You might want to be able to run a mile without having a heart attack. Whatever that goal is, write it down. And then what do you want your soul to represent? And whether that be your values, your beliefs, or your character, how do you want people to see you? And you might say, I don't want people to see me anyway. How they see me is their prerogative because my soul is there for me. And that's going to lead to a powerful mindset when you don't necessarily go out looking to please people. Now, if people enjoy your company because you're around them, then that's a benefit for both people, for both parties. But if someone is going to be operating under the premise that, well, I don't like this person's character or I don't like this person's beliefs or values, so I'm not going to associate with this person. That is your prerogative. But yet, even though it's your prerogative, now we have to allow our emotions to come up and we don't have control over our thoughts and our emotions and our actions. So we decide to hate the person. We decide to belittle the people. We decide to call these people names because we think deep down that we know best. And I always tell people, I say, if you want to have a good life, then of course, work on your mindset work on achieving your goals and getting to where you want to be. Now, if someone comes to me and they don't believe that, that's fine. You don't have to believe what I believe. 
I'm not going to force you to change. I'm not going to force you to look at your body, mind, and soul and figure out what's going wrong in your life. Now, if you come to me and you seek help, Michael, how can I make my life better? Can you help me? And we look together. This is not a me versus you situation. This is a you versus you. And you are your own worst enemy. The next time you wake up and you go to the bathroom, I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you just to look in your eyes and I want you to count the wrinkles on your face or the gray hairs in your head. Or just peer into your soul through the windows of your eyes and ask yourself, are you happy? Are you excited about the day? What do you have to look forward to? Are you doing the right things? Where can you make improvements? There are so many questions we can ask yourself every single morning. And many people just toss not feeling well into a corner. They toss having a poor or negative mindset into a corner so they don't have to deal with it. And they just operate the best they can each and every day. But what that gives them is struggle. What that gives them is challenge with no progress. Because many people think that movement is going to correlate to progress. If you're running in a circle, are you going anywhere? The answer is no. There's a reason why they call it a rat race. You never get anywhere. So you have to start to ask yourself, where do you want to be? Do you want to go anywhere? And how will you get there? If you're just tuning in, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and to share this video. If you're interested in working with me, you can head over to RevenantConcepts.com and sign up for our session. I will see everyone on Monday for another episode of Coaching in Session. Until then, everyone take care.